This is The Beat with Radia B, a conversation about the Charleston County Sheriff's Office in our community. Welcome to The Beat, hosted by Radia B. Today we have Captain Jim Woods with the Traffic Bureau. Hello, Captain Woods. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Can you tell us a little bit about your position with the Charleston County Sheriff's Office? Okay, as you said, I'm the captain over the Traffic Bureau. And that what we do in the Traffic Bureau is we do all traffic-related issues in Charleston County. It could be traffic collision investigation, traffic direction, anything that deals with traffic is what we do in the Bureau. Awesome, awesome. So here today we're going to be talking about hurricane preparedness. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I've been dealing with hurricane preparedness since 1979, um, and I know that that means I'm old, but um, but I've been doing it a long time. Um, my first job as a police officer, I was sworn in a week before Hurricane David came in 1979 and hit Sullivan's Island. Mm-hmm. That's where I was employed. And then in 1989, I was employed as a state trooper, and I worked all the way through Hugo. In 1999, I was employed as a state trooper, and I worked through Hurricane Floyd. Mm-hmm. And then at the conclusion of Hurricane Floyd, and the problems we encountered, I was part of the planning process on hurricane evacuation, evacuation of the coastline, things like that. So I've been involved with hurricane evacuation and issues for quite some time. So what should the public be doing as we stand stand guard against the hurricanes and the threat of them? First thing they should do is prior to going into hurricane season or at the beginning of hurricane season, have a plan, Um, have, you know, a plan of where you want to go, whether you want to stay, things like that. I encourage everyone to evacuate the coastline just because there are a number of things. You may say, I'm going to ride this thing out. My house is substantial. It's, it's sturdy. All of these things. I've made all this preparation. I have all the food in my house. But we may not be able to get to you if a hurricane hits or a, or a storm hits and your road is blocked. You have no power. You have no water. And then after a storm hits, um, there, are, there are issues that we still deal with. We have down power lines. Mm-hmm. The power company will be here restoring the power and restoring all of those issues. Well, they could restore power to your home and you've got a power line in your yard. Right. They could start arcing, cause a fire. So folks need to really begin planning on what they're going to do and what they're going to take with them when they leave the coastline for hurricane strikes. Should they have like a family emergency supply kit? They should. Everybody now has a cell phone Mm -hmm. and they think that on that cell phone, you know, there's ways, there are all of these different things you can come up with, Google Maps, all of that. And all of that is great, it really is. But if the cell phone towers are damaged by Mm -hmm. a hurricane, they they don't have that. So they need to get a roadmap, an old fashioned paper roadmap. It will show them where they're going. Um, DOT, they have they have wonderful maps. They have maps that you can print right off of the computer that not only show the roads mm-hmm. but the uh, evacuation routes, right. um, where the, where the officers are stationed, all of those things. So they need to have that. They need to have medication if they're on some type of medication that they need to take daily, mm-hmm. weekly, whatever. That needs to be with them. They need to have enough food and water so to sustain them for seven days okay. when they go somewhere. The best thing to utilize is a battery-powered radio. That way you're, you're, not, you're not a slave to power if your power goes off. And there is a lot of great 
information that goes out over those radios. All of the local weather stations, all of the local, just your normal AM radio, FM radio stations, when a hurricane and a storm hits, that's what they cover. They don't play music. And they, they put out just a ton of good information. And it will let you know and your neighbors know not only what's going on in your neighborhood, but what's going on in the world around you. And make sure that you have fresh batteries for that radio. Take all your insurance information, all of your policies, all of that. They also need to think about if they have pets with them. Make sure they have enough food for the pet, things like that. Uh, bandages, sinus medicine, uh, things like you know, Advil, pain relievers, things like that. They need to take all of that with them. Okay, and as you uh, you talked about pets, what should people do with their pets if they can't if they can't take them with them? If they can't take them, then what they need to do is they need to stay here with them. Um, you can't if, if a storm hits, we don't want them evacuating, leaving this area, and leaving their pet. Okay, are there any other organizations that they can um, leave their pets with, as far as like are like a shelter in place for them? Do you know of? Well, the first thing they need to do is reach out to the Charleston Animal Society. Okay. Tell them what type of issue they have. Okay. Now, we Charleston County has an animal shelter on Leeds Avenue, and it's right by the detention center. And they can go with their pets, and they can stay at that shelter. Now, they can't go to the shelter and drop off the pet. Okay. They need to stay with the pet. But they need to remember if they do that, to make sure they take a leash with them, to, to control their pet. If their pet can be can be housed in, a, in some type of crate, they take that with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so what about our residents? What if they wanna evacuate, but they don't have any transportation? Best thing to do, first off, there are, there are several websites they can go to. Um, mm -hmm. I would suggest going to CARTA because Carter will be running bus lines and they will be assisting the residents of Charleston County to evacuate from here. So go there first. The best word of advice I can give them is if a hurricane is coming into this area early, make plans early, set up some type of way to get out of here early, mm -hmm. maybe contact a family member that doesn't live here, say, can you come pick me up? Right. At the end of the day, if they try those things, they try CARTA, and they're not able to, to be able to, to rectify that situation, call your local law enforcement agency, mm -hmm. explain to them what they have, the issues they have, and we'll reach out and try to assist them. Okay, and so uh, as many Charlestonians know, usually when you say hurricane, the um, gas stations go berserk. So tell us how, how does Charleston County Sheriff's Office help us handle that? Well. One thing is don't wait for the evacuation to start. If you feel that you're gonna leave here, leave as soon as you can for several reasons. Number one is gas. Number two, if you wait until we begin an evacuation, you are gonna go where the police officers tell you to go. And it may not be a road that you're familiar with. So if you leave prior to the evacuation starting, you can go where you wanna go. You know where those gas stations are. You know where those convenience stores are. But once the hammer is dropped and we're in an evacuation situation, we have evacuation routes that are established, that are set up, and we run them a particular way to get the traffic out of here. So once, if they evacuate during that time, they're gonna go in the direction we want them to go, mm -hmm. which may not be near a gas station, may not be near a store. So evacuate early, um, evacuate 
and get on up the road where there is gas. But keep in mind, if you've got, if you're going to stay and you've got a gas powered generator or other things, get you some fuel cans, get those things full of gas so that you're ready to go. Okay. So how do residents find their evacuation routes? The best thing, the to me, the, my favorite out of everything is SCDOT, their 511 app. Not only does that show you every evacuation route in mm-hmm. South Carolina, because you know you may know all the evacuation routes in Charleston where you're mm-hmm. leaving Charleston, so right. you may be going to Columbia, to Greenville. You need to know those routes. SCDOT has a wonderful website that will do that. Also on the 511 app they have, you can access their traffic cameras. You can not only pick your route, you can go on, look at the interstate, mm-hmm. look at where the traffic's backing up, and you may want to, it may may convince you to take an alternate route, which there are a number of them leaving the Lowcountry area other than I-26. So, Captain Woods, can you tell us, is there any changes that have been made to the evacuation lane reversal? Sure, there have been, there've been a couple. Um, one that really affects us in Charleston is the lane reversal used to begin at I-526 and I-26. And it has been moved up now to the Nexton interchange, which is the 197 mile marker. Okay. And what that in essence does is during a hurricane evacuation, it pretty much cut our community in half. You couldn't get from one side of Charleston to the other because right. everything was closed. Right. So due to the fact that it's moved up there, that is gonna help us tremendously down here in Charleston. Another thing that has changed is Usually when you got on the reverted lanes going going out of Charleston, you couldn't get off of it until mm-hmm. I-77 in Columbia. But now there are two exits. One is at the 159 mile marker, which is in Orangeburg County, which is Homestead Road. Okay. You can get off and return to the interstate there. Mm-hmm. And the other is Burke Road up in Calhoun County. Right. You can get off there and get back on. Um, my advice to anyone is if they find that they are going to evacuate this area during an evacuation, once we have set everything up, once it's running, is to get in the reverse lane. And when I say reverse, that's the eastbound lane that would normally bring you to Charleston. Get in that lane because the traffic is a lot lighter over there right. and you will make great time and you'll get to where you need to go. Okay. Why do people wait so long before they return from an evacuation? Well, the reason that, that and, and I think your question is, why do we wait so long to let them come back? Right. And there are a lot of things, a lot of factors in this. Mm-hmm. Number one overall is safety. Is it safe for them to come back? Right. If there are power lines down, if there are severed gas lines, if there are roadways flooded underwater, all of those are factors that we look at before we let people come back into the area, into their homes. Okay, and what about the security um, concerns of homeowners and residents? How can they protect their homes while they're away? If they decide that they're going to evacuate this area, prior to doing that, their big ticket items, um, say large flat screen televisions, other things like that, take pictures of them, mm-hmm. take pictures of the model numbers, the serial numbers, so that if they have to make an insurance claim, they can, instead of trying to describe to the insurance company right. what this item is, they have a picture of it. Mm-hmm. They have the information on it. If they have large windows in their house, l- work on boarding those up. Um, anything that is outside of the house that could end up, when the wind picks up, that could end up as a missile that could be flying around, damaging their home, other people's homes, make sure all of those are secured, tied down, things like that. I always encourage everybody to take 
family photos, family heirlooms, things like that, try to take those with them. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about um, Charleston County Sheriff's Office role during weather emergencies, especially hurricanes? Well, what we do, we have, we wear many hats and um, we coordinate with all of the emergency workers in this county, EMS, fire, everyone, and we all work together. But uh, of course, we are still, our deputies are subject to call. They're still responding to calls, but then we will be checking areas to make sure the residents, that their houses are secure. Uh, with a storm brings a lot of different things. We have roadways that, that wash out, that are flooded, that are collapsed. We have power lines, we have trees. We, we will handle all of that to make sure no one gets on those roadways, no one gets near anything that's gonna harm them. So there's a, a myriad of things that we do. Right, right. So for those who are choosing to stay in an evacuation, um, what if they get in trouble in the middle of a storm? Can Charleston County, County Sheriff's Office help them? What our mode of operation is during a storm is when winds reach 39 mile an hour sustained, mm -hmm. we pull all of the emergency people off of the roadway because it's not safe for them to be out there. And that's many things. You're gonna have trees coming down, you're gonna have flying debris, you're gonna have flooding, all of those things. So um, I would love to be able to tell you that in the middle of a hurricane, if you dial 911, you're gonna get assistance. If those winds are 39 mile an hour sustained or higher, you will not get assistance until the storm subsides and we can safely get there to you. Okay, and so we know, of course, Charleston has a lot of bridges. So tell us, how does Charleston County Sheriff's Office help our residents understand when they can't commute over the bridge or when it's closed? What do they need to do and how to move forward? With it? Okay, one of, the, one of the questions that come up every year is when is law enforcement gonna shut down the bridges mm -hmm. and law enforcement are the ones that do it it's not the highway department our large bridges the wando bridge mckinley washington ravenel mm -hmm. when winds on those bridges reach 30 mile an hour sustained we advise against traveling across those bridges now we will not close the bridge mm -hmm. but we are going to advise not to traverse those bridges now your large vehicles winnebago campers 18 wheel trucks, mm -hmm. things like that, um, usually around 20 mile an hour sustained, 20 right. to 25, we advise them not to go across those bridges. Tell us about what happens when there's a curfew put in place. Curfews are kind of a last resort. And a lot of times the curfews are in your municipal areas like downtown Charleston, North Charleston, things like that, your cities. But if there is a countywide curfew, um, I don't want the, re the residents to think, well, I need to go out and get some bottled water. Am I gonna be arrested? Mm -hmm. When you, if, if you go out past curfew, and which I don't advise that you do that, but sometimes there are emergencies and you have to. If you do that and you are stopped, all we need you to do is explain to the officer, look, I stayed, I'm out of water, I'm going for this, that, or the other, baby diapers. We, we run into that a lot, right. folks that have infant children. We take it on a case-by-case -case basis. But what we will do is if we find, say I stop you and you say, and I'm not saying this about you, <laughs> right. but I stop you and you say, I'm going to buy a 12-pack. That's not real important to us, so we're gonna turn you around and have you go back home. Okay. Hurricane season begins when? It's beginning of June. All right, and it ends? In November. Okay, so November. where can our community and our residents learn more about how to prepare for a hurricane? 
Okay, there, there are a ton of websites. SEMD has a website. Um, Charleston County has got a great website. Go to charlestoncounty.org. Um, go on to the emergency management um, portion of that. If you Google one of the storms that has struck Charleston, mm-hmm. Hugo, Floyd, any of those, and look at what happened, they can look at that, look at historically what this area has gone through, right. and um, and say, well, you know what, that happened during that storm. I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen to me. Thank you, Captain Woods, for providing our viewers with hurricane preparedness information and resources as we move forward in this hurricane season. You're welcome. My pleasure. Well, thank you, viewers, for joining The Beat with Radia B and our guest, Captain Jim Woods. And The Beat goes on. This has been The Beat, a conversation about the Charleston County Sheriff's Office in our community. I am Radia B. Look for future episodes by following the Charleston County Sheriff's Office on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you go to get your podcasts.